One kitty like this could have over 25 babies in a year. That's the real problem. This is Anna. She's a calico polydactyl, which means she's got six toes. All the better for catching mices with, right Anna? The one thing that these kitties want the most is to be loved. Which is funny because I think that's what people want the most. Having a kitty on your lap is very therapeutic. Lowers your heart rate, makes you feel good. It's addictive like crack. If you ask, you're me. Yeah, there probably is such a thing as too much green tea. <laughs> uh, wait, I have a treat for you, but I have to find the word first of all. Hi, I'm Gemma Collins. This is uh, not the Gemma Collins. This is the Sleep no, you Minute are podcast. The OG, <laughs> the OG GC discussing yeah. Michelle Gondry's The Science of Sleep Minute by Minute. We are at minute 53. This is my co-host, Mr. Julian Burgess. <laughs> That's what we should be doing every time. You're supposed to say hello. Hello. How are you today? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> um, now, as a treat, Ooh. let's talk about misophonia. Is that it? <gasps> Is that what I sent you? Did you look it up? Yeah, yeah I had to look right. it up. I was um, going to eat some crisps. Oh, please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no. No, I can't hear that. It cut it out what? because I've got that. I've got that automatic cutout thing of like on the recording. Really, it's some it sanity cut, preserving misophonia <laughs> filter. Wow. Well, that's did you disappointing. Do, did you do the test? I thought you said you weren't going to look it up because it would stress you out and make you think. Mm. Did you do no, it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. No, because I did a, a try phobia do... or something. Is the, have you heard about that? It's the whole. Yeah, fear of holes is quite like once you once you start that. thinking about it. I don't understand that. I think it comes from, you know, like you get, well, there was this friend of mine. He was, well, still is my friend. Um, <laughs> and he's he's contracted that freaking like flesh eating bacteria problem. Oh, yeah. You're um, telling me. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah now, it's not actually too bad, but I think I think there is those sorts of things like that where it's kind of like any sort of. Like but body that's like That's body mm. horror, I think. And like. But that's also like, disgust because, I mean, I kind of like why, you know, like why do we find sort of certain things disgusting? Yeah. And often it is because it's like the smell of poo or vomit or something like that. Yeah, we're supposed you to. Find it, yeah, because it's kind of like a way of telling your and body you to go away with, from it. With some of these things, and I see what you were saying when I told you about the mesophobia, is like I can get that if I say it to people, people just be like, yeah, everyone doesn't like certain sounds and people are eating. Yes, that's true. With all of these things, like nobody particularly likes them, but there's an extreme thing of it. And I, I can promise you, that although you said, oh, they might people might be not be feeling fine, but they're just putting up with it. No, if you if you feel like this, you can't put up with it. You can't just sit there in the way that I see people in the staff room 
they are not reacting at all it's not the inside they're feeling bad they wouldn't be they just clearly do are not bothered they're just yeah. not bothered they like sit right next to people strangers even i can't bear to like eat with like strangers but it's not just eating it's like what interested me reading it was like that thing of people jiggling their leg is as well triggers it uh, yeah, and, right, the, right. I, and i was like shit yes and i remember there's a, a colleague of mine who's now like being promoted and she's senior management and she constantly does it and when we have meetings she just shout out to your colleague constantly <laughs> jiggling her leg she's really nice but it makes me so irritated to the point where I'm like, I, I just need to get up. And like, I can't, like, it's, I can't. What I feel is like extreme, like some of these people are saying they like, get really angry and it's like really affects their life. I think that's probably teenagers. And there's probably other things going on there, I think, because I see a lot of teenagers with a lot of mental health things and they have things quite extreme and they take things quite extremely as well. Like, I've got this thing, you know. But I just feel like intense irritation and like stress where I'm like, and then once I stop, I've noticed it, that's it. And I feel, sometimes I feel like I can't eat. Mm. I've, de I've definitely had it at times. I remember when I was during sixth form college, the guy next to me or next book one or something like that had this thing where he was just continually just going. <clears throat> oh, just like, just like the tiniest little no. tiny cough, kind of like what, like that. Just like every That's couple of maddening. like twice a minute or something. Yeah, and just drove me absolutely insane. Yeah, people but have yeah, these is... like ticks that they do mm. that I find mm. really unbearable. Like yeah, sort of like mouth noise or yeah. Um, but it's like but this... anything that's not because a continuous noise is comforting to me, like white noise, which I have as I go to sleep which is yeah. why that really helps me, I think, because it just tunes everything out. Whereas Lucinda finds the opposite of that. She finds that really disturbing, that white noise. It's like, oh, really stressful. Whereas me, it just, it's just like a blanket noise, so it's comforting. But it's those intermittent, like, yeah, body, I guess it is body noises, I don't know. Yeah, and things like I that. I find, um, I find the sound of the sea tends to be better than just white noise or pink noise or anything like that because it's a bit like too noise. kind of like shh, no, no that's what i like because it's just non-stop mm. it's like a wall <laughs> a wall that blocks out all the other things yeah it's interesting i'll be interested if you did the test though i might do it at some point then all right. just in Sounds case exciting. it was like because if you just came out really high then it would be like well this is kind of bullshit then but i'd be interested in how i mean, I mean definitely obviously quite vague but yeah, I think it varies a lot by how much sort of background stress I have and things like that as well. You know, so if I'm already Same. stressed out, then I notice Same. these things much more and you sort of pick on them. Because yeah. it's often like that in relationships, isn't it, as well, where people like the relationship yeah. is breaking down with the person's like, I can't bear the sound of him eating. So, yeah. You know, yeah. He was saying that. Oh, yeah, that's probably And there's some, but some noises also just really noisy, like the noise of people using nail clippers. Oh! Like, isn't that just so annoying? It's just so annoying. And the, oh, actually, it's okay I remember... When I first moved in here and Lucinda was filing her nails and she did it mm. in the we were watching TV and she was doing it and I was like, I'm sorry, can you stop? And like I got really like and she was really offended. She was like, I can't so that's what I mean. Like she was really mm. offended, like, but you can hardly hear it. I'm like, well, I can hear it. <laughs> I can it's horrible. It sets my I can't even mm. do it on myself. It's like it's it's interesting with um 
various sorts of little videoy things. So also, it's I think it's easier for people to like find out. People find out what the name of this sort of types of things are, and then share it in a way that makes it recognizable. Yeah. Because there was also like someone. Yeah. I think it was just earlier today, even that someone was like, "Oh, this is my ADHD walk," and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I used to do that. I think I still do a bit." And it was just so funny. I think also there's a lot more sort of like women recognizing they have ADHD type things as well is coming out. Okay. A lot more. Yeah, because I think oh. there are some things like weirdly, this misophonia said it was like predominantly women and girls. Oh, interesting. Right. Um, whereas there are some things like ADHD and autism actually that are often go unrecognized in girls. Well, it sounds like they had the the whole. I mean, I think it's that it sort of was only diagnosed at very severe cases, and I think it's that it's there's some of the things were more obvious in men but yeah I think it's kind of like there's much better understanding of it now and that, yeah loads of women have ADHD school, as well it's much more notes like and and autism is huge and mm. I'm still very interested by this because we still don't understand it fully and it is still just like predominantly boys if you go to like an autism like a special autism unit that we might uh uh <laughs> Oh my god, I was gonna say cousin, that's not the right word. Nephew. Nephew goes, I bet it will be 90% boys. There might be like one or two girls, but very unlikely. Well, the ones I've been into have been all boys. Um, and it's just I think that might just be that girls are more conforming, like they just it goes unnoticed because they just learn quicker to conform, which is a very interesting sociological thing. Because mm. that's just a society that's just like a kind of yeah sexist expectations I guess of boys and girls and that boys can kind of I don't know I still don't really understand fully why things like that still happen but I guess if you think about it like it's only very recently that we've been like challenging gender things to the extent we have so Mm. I don't know you'd think that it would have changed but I guess it's so ingrained in society that it's just like we don't know we're doing it. There's just mess, like sub, you know, subliminal, not subliminal, subconscious messages to. I think everyone was expected to, to conform much more as well. I mean, I think sort of self-expression has been kind of yeah, that's true. Rising a bit, so in sort of ways, I know there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of societal changes, which also perhaps you know exasperate or no exasperate. Um, Exactly. But, you'd, but you'd think it would but be... no, bring out some of the mental quirks that would maybe not be so obvious otherwise and also just like having you know recognizing them and words for them but then you think that it would be equally what i'm saying is then it would be equally like everyone boys and girls being like showing these traits but it's not still it's still not boys are yeah still that doesn't surprise more... me do you think why, why why would there not be gender differences for things but it, there's no biological reason it's just just it's to do with how boys and girls act so there are just as many so autistic just... girls but they don't present so they don't get oh, diagnosed because they conform they're, they're they're quicker at conforming and like saying and doing the right thing in social situations because girls typically do that to fit in but that's what me- that's what i mean it's like why are we still you know how how are we teaching them that like that boys why don't why are boys conforming why are girls feeling like that I don't know I mean there's no answer to it it's just interesting 
yeah, it sounds like it's a very complex mm, nature nurture study in the yeah. kind of thing. Okay, fifty minute 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 fifty three. Um, yeah. which the it's a good minute. Yeah, and the key. I I, I don't know if I can like play. Oh, I can't. I'm not going to be able to play it. The, well, the song so, so that we can both listen to it. But um, yeah. Anyway, so it's kind of like we have a little surprise for you, and it's like you're going to do a song for her, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, but it's then that he's like playing do a song. <laughs> on his tape recorder. And yes. do you think it's that he's kind of like he's recorded these things to influence his dream? But do you think it's then he's just sort of run out of that, and that's now going on to whatever was on the tape before? That was my guess. Have you ever had that? Oh, that's an interesting. That's why idea. it's suddenly playing. That's what I was thinking. A woman singing when it cuts to the tape recorder and him asleep. Yeah. It's a woman singing, but then it cuts to like, okay, <laughs> and a lovely, cute, <laughs> furry animal oh, yeah. with ears. Oh my God. So Did you think I thought it was a wolf at first, but then they're a bit like cats, I think. And also he's kind of yeah. like, oh, what's happened to me? I'm now a cat. Yeah, yeah. And so on the commentary, right? Because I was like, so who is the woman singing this? So I was like, that's not any of them. So it's someone else. So I was like, is this yeah. a film that already exists? Oh my God. It's batshit. Have you got the you've got the DVD, right? Yeah. If you have a moment, just go onto the special feature. <laughs> Look for this the rescue me song. I can't I'll put a clip on here of this woman. I just <laughs> apparently uh Gondry found her in a, or met her in a restaurant. <laughs> and she's like this American or Canadian, I don't know, woman who is <laughs> like running a rescue center for cats, but she's fucking weird and like so she's in this like white dress like long hair and like kind of, you know not young young but she's like acting like she's sort of like a child and doing mm. this kind of like child voice um in this little little dress just surrounded by fucking cats and she's singing this song and then she's just like hi um so I rescue kitties from all over the city and they're like, they just need someone to love. And she's just like so babyish. And then I put a clip on but she's like, having kitty in your lap is really therapeutic. It's like crack. And then she's like lying on the ground and she pans around and her flat is like full of cats. So this is like a little extra. Okay, well, I'll have to watch that. So. so she's the one Do you recognise the tune? Song. Yes, Do you recognise the tune? Why is it yeah. something? Yeah, I knew it straight away. Well, almost. I was like, trying to remember it, but it's it's um it's after hours by the Velvet Underground. Oh, I don't know if I know that. Mm. It's like if you close the door, the night could last forever. Or someone, oh, I know someone will look into my eyes and oh. say hello. Oh, well, what if we had to I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's Nico. I think is singing it originally. Oh. I'm guessing. Her weird. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting actually there should be more of that like just put in alternative lyrics to different to a to a tune because it's interesting who like some people do that i thought i thought it was actually the other way around almost with songs it's because oh, they like everyone well it's yeah it's kind of like there's no no one can really stop you oh. um you just if you the money you make you have to kind of pay them because there's so many complex licensing things there's like but like who wrote, who wrote the you song? Use, you have to pay for. Yeah, I think they feel that that actually failed in the end because they were like oh, so do. long ago or something. And also because everybody sings it every time someone has a like that's. Silly. Yeah, but yeah, so you have like kind of the copyright 
the sort of performance rights, the kind of performance itself. I don't know. There's mm -hmm. a lot of complex weird things. Yeah, but as I understand, you can just you can just do it. I mean, it depends who's doing it. Like, if you're a famous singer, people have got in trouble with that, haven't they? And they've like written a song and they're like, well, I wrote this melody. <laughs> like, you can't just yeah. make all this money from this song that I wrote. Um, and people don't know they're doing it because it's like one of those things where people write something and they go, oh, this sounds good. And the reason it sounds good is because you've heard it oh, at yeah, some point yeah. and you don't remember that you've heard it. But reassuringly, Paul McCartney thought that about yesterday, didn't he? He thought Did someone he? must have written this already because it came to him <laughs> in a dream. And so he wrote it and was like, I'm Apparently sure someone... Yeah. No one's come forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway. Um, who knows? Maybe someone will find something. It happens in writing as well. Or maybe he was about... already so famous he hadn't popped off. Well, I've read about um, Terry Pratchett, and now I can't remember what thing it is. But he wrote something, a character, I think, that he named, and it was a certain joke or scenario. And people had, like, gone, oh, did he get this from this other thing? And Terry Pratchett went on record and saying, uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't actually realise. I thought that was an original thing. I didn't realise it had already been done. He was like, maybe it was in my subconscious, you know. You just I didn't intentionally rip it off, but yeah, it's tricky. Um, so, so I'm gonna have to rush still, yeah. So... so they're in their like furry suits and they're playing in this band, all of them playing and this. Martina's got the lyrics me. on a nice kind of yeah, homemade roller thing. thing. Mm. And the lyrics are if you rescue me, I'll be your friend forever. Let me be in your bed, I'll keep you warm in winter. All the kitties are playing, which you don't understand why they're saying that until you like watch this thing and you're like oh because it was from a woman who rescues kittens but it's like so why? he must have seen this woman playing this song Maybe. so she presumably did this cover so she's probably a fan of the velvet underground yes covered this song in order to make <laughs> fundraising for her cat shelter yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he saw it and it was like this is a cool cover let's use that in yeah the thing and then interviewed her for the extras i guess so yeah okay. weird it's a nice um hmm. yeah uh, and then we cut to Stephanie's room, and she's mm. and she's got a cardboard TV that's playing the band that yeah. Stefan and everyone playing the song. While well, she's um, sort of sewing some kind of toy or something. Yeah, and all her stuff around her. <laughs> she's like she sort of sighs like, God, this stuff again. And, and then, one of the trains goes past outside, yeah, makes a lot of noise. The cardboard, cardboard trains. So she's in his dream. So we think yes. this is. So her works. as him her in his dream or mm. could this be her dream her dream and they're sharing a dream space yeah that I, th be. I think it's his dream but what's interesting is so his dream is like ego driven like i'm the best i'm the messiah these people doing what i say and i control this city and i just want stephanie in my dream uh and he's getting interviewed and then when it cuts to her she's like fuck's sake like she's just like i don't want to listen to this anymore and it's like her life is being taken over by him or her mm. thoughts or her dreams mm. where she's like oh I just don't want to think about him and he's everywhere and the whole city is made of him and then she tries to change the channel and every channel is Stefan Stefan um so uh, yeah I don't know if it's like a mixture of their dreams or is it his consciousness being like she doesn't like you you've blown it who knows it's an interesting point. I'm, I'm interested, intrigued as to yeah. if that gets resolved at all. Because oh, actually, so far, all the dreams have been his dreams as well. Yeah. 
yeah, as to whether well, but we... they did have the shared dream with the clouds at her flat. Weren't they conscious though? Well, it's unclear, isn't it? I mean, it was magical. Mm, that's true. It was and they were both unclear, sharing yeah. it. It doesn't. Mm. We don't know who was knowing that was happening, mm. but she was there. It could have been his dream, I suppose. Because he's both a dreamer and a fantasist, I suppose. So yeah. And she is. She's a sort of fantasist too. So perhaps yeah, it's hard to unclear. Yeah. We should we should do a extra thing at the end to review all of that. What? I don't know, kind of like <laughs> let's try and make sense of the whole thing. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Oh too... at at the end of everything. Yeah, if we if we think if there's I don't know what's going on. So where are you going now? Skating? I'm going to skate, although I'm kind of running late because they're supposed to meet right now and leave oh. in 15 minutes, but oh. they rarely leave on time. So I don't know. You're but gonna get your skates work... on, literally. Right, literally. I literally have to, yeah. You're gonna skate out in a like 18 no, I'm gonna, tiny shorts I'm gonna and sweatbands. I'm going to run out wearing a rucksack and have my skates in the rucksack to change into when I get to the place. Okay. In the stained jumper? Or are you going to change the stained jumper? I think jumper? I'm just going to go with the stained jumper and not worry about anyone being shit. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.